0: Hello and welcome to Busting History and Science. My name's Lisa and this is my dad.
1: Alan. And we've got to apologise for not being on for so long. We've had a few Medical issues, shall we say.
0: Stuff out of our control. Anyway, let's not do well on the past, let's look on the future, shall we? Yep.
1: Yeah. And a small interruption to our mini-series, we thought we would try and talk about vaccines as they're in the news so much just now.
0: I can't disagree with you there, Dad. So, do you know what the first vaccine was?
1: Well, the first safe vaccine it was a smallpox vaccine.
0: Do you know much about it? And would you like to know what the first ever vaccine vaccine was? Well,
1: all I know, it was Edward James Jenkins, wasn't it? Was it Jenkins? It was Jenkins.
0: Even we have hiccups sometimes.
1: Uh, And he injected a small boy.
0: Of eight years old.
1: That's correct. He injected a small boy, eight years old, And that was classed as the first safe vaccine.
0: Would you like to know about the first first vaccine? Go for it. So the first vaccine is actually quite brutal. Do you know what herd immunity is?
1: Well, we've been hearing herd immunity in the news all the time. So yeah, herd immunity is when you So many people get it and it eventually stops spreading.
0: Well, there was this thing with the smallpox, which kind of led to that vaccine working and basically all vaccines working. More information on that later in the episode, but that if you got it once, you wouldn't get it again.
1: Yeah, that's not always the case, but in this case, it definitely was.
0: So what they would do is they would lock a bunch of children in a barn because smallpox was really contagious and inject them with it. Inject them with smallpox. And it was whoever would survive.
1: That's... cruel. <laughs> <Pretty> <laughs> and I'm, cool. not, I'm, I'm not saying how effective it was, but it's cruel.
0: And Edward Jenkins, our boy, our man was actually one of the children who got locked in one of those barns, and he wanted to find a way that was less cruel. Do you know how he came up with the idea? No. Well, he lived in a small town where he would do his signs, and none of the villagers there were getting smallpox because they were all getting the related disease, cowpox.
1: Uh Ah, so he injected the people in the village with cowpox.
0: Well, he injected that eight-year-old boy with it, yes, because it was less dangerous. And we've now just adapted and changed.
1: Cool. Okay.
0: Science for you.
1: Right. There is four types of vaccine. How many do you know?
0: Well, I know inactive... Vaccines and DNA, but aren't DNA just hypothetical?
1: Ah, and there's live attenuated vaccines and subunit vaccines.
0: Uh-huh,
1: now, but... live vaccines are hard to produce and they're also not very good for everybody especially people that have got weak immune systems.
0: Hmm. Why?
1: Because they're using the live, live pathogen.
0: A live what, what?
1: The thing that you're trying to vaccinate against.
0: But isn't that just like me saying, yeah, you've got an allergy to water to get over this allergy of water. Here's a glass of water.
1: That's correct. That's it
0: that makes no sense
1: it doesn't it doesn't right now the other one is
0: oh i know this one go for it am i right on saying that the inactive vaccines they've like went die they're so weakened that they're actually dead but the pathogen it still triggers an immune response, if you get what I mean?
1: That's correct. It triggers an an immune response in the body, which the body, when you breathe in the disease, the body recognises it and goes, well, no, not you, don't like you. And we'll get rid of you.
0: So basically, to go back to our analogy earlier, it would be like me giving you a glass of water put with so much diluting juice that it was actually no more water, but your body still had the same thing. But dad, do you know how your body records all these things?
1: Yes, it's a really complicated jigsaw puzzle in your blood.
0: Called T and B cells.
1: That's it. And they basically recognize anything that isn't within the body and attack it
0: yeah they're like the security guards at the club like what whoa whoa you're not allowed in here
1: that's correct but they must be given time in order to do that now
0: what are they taking like like eating for two hours and then sleeping the rest of the day fun fact that's actually how a koala works
1: no What they do is, when you get a disease, or you get something, anything, like a cold or something, Uh your body coughs. It'll produce inflammation. You'll get a fever. (laughs) Now, that is the body's response to say...
0: i right in saying, though, that you sneeze as well.
1: You do sneeze. And this is the body's response to saying, I've got something that's inside me that shouldn't be there.
0: Okay, so what have you got inside you then, Dad? (laughs)
1: Let's not even go down that road.
0: Yeah, (laughs) right.
1: Um, But that's, that's the, the signs of something there that your body's fighting and when you sneeze you sneeze out that's your way of the body getting rid of the yep that's the way your body is getting rid of the the virus or the pathogen okay
0: so that's interesting then So, to go back to our man earlier. So, is that how all vaccines work? That it's basically just a very diluted form?
1: No, there is other ways, like your DNA.
0: Isn't that one just hypothetical though?
1: The DNA? No, they took, they are using DNA vaccines.
0: I thought that scientists are only testing it at the moment.
1: Yeah, I think you're actually right there, Lisa. I think they are only testing it. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure you're right there.
0: I'm 95% sure.
1: Yeah. The other one, the other vaccine that i was going to talk about
0: Mm -hmm.
1: was the inactive vaccine
0: didn't we already say about them about how they're dead
1: god i don't know what's wrong with me tonight (laughs) yep we did we did what was the other one we haven't spoken about oh the the uh subunit one it, that was it. It was a subunit one, which is they take a very small part of the pathogen and they use that. It could be the protein. And they use that to trigger the body's immune system.
0: What? Just like copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and
1: paste, copy and paste? Kind of. Kind of. But that's how they make the body work.
0: But isn't that Against the difficult?
1: pathogen? I would imagine it'd be very difficult. That's why I'm sitting here and I'm not in a lab.
0: <laughs> <laughs> could you could you even imagine you in a lab? No. Nothing would be getting done.
1: No. So that's, that's, that's what, that's what a, that's basically how the vaccines work.
0: Yeah, you got your flu, you've got your sadly like, corona, you've got your smallpox, shout out to a man.
1: All vaccines basically work in the same way. They get your body to produce uh, this antibody to fight the vaccine. That is the layman's terms of how it works.
0: Wow, that's quite impressive. So, high five? High five. Okay. Okay, folks, you all know what comes now. It's the fun fact.
1: Right, Lisa. Do you know, if you look at a hen, what colour its egg's going to be?
0: I'm sorry, but what are you talking about?
1: If you look at a hen's ear, if a hen's ear is blue, it's going to lay a blue egg. If its ear is sort of brown, it's going to lay a brown egg.
0: So if I paint a hen's ear lobes and paint hen's ear, Rainbow, will I get a rainbow egg?
1: No, doesn't work that way. But if you're wanting a hen to lay you a blue egg, look at its ears. If it's got blue ears, it'll lay you a blue egg.
0: I'm sorry, but since when did you even get blue eggs to begin with?
1: Yep, there's loads of different colours of eggs you get.
0: Can you get rainbow eggs? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well
1: because I've never saw a hen with rainbow ears. That doesn't happen.
0: I will just make a subspecies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But that's a fun fact, and I think it's hilarious.
0: Where did you even get that fun fact?
1: I can't honestly remember. I think it was a trivia quiz. (laughs) And it's just something I've always remember.
0: I will never understand you. Okay, Dad, do you know what time it is? I
1: think it's time for the ambiguous question.
0: So, if I'm humming at a room in in exactly three decibels, which if you don't know is the measurement of sound, and you come in and you're also humming at three decibels.
1: That's six decibels.
0: Does it become louder?
1: Ah, I see where you're going with this. I'm not sure. Uh,
0: It would sound louder. it, It would sound louder, but it's still three decibels.
1: Yes, but it might not be six decibels, it might be four or five.
0: I know, but we're still humming at three decibels.
1: I don't know. I don't know that one.
0: If there's anybody out here who out there who's like a scientist in sound do you a, do you even get a scientist in sound and b why would a scientist in sound even be listening to our podcast
1: that'd be cool if he did
0: or she you can get, or she you can get female scientists or they they yeah they they <laughs>
1: okay right that leads us unfortunately to the end of our podcast and it's goodbye from me
0: and it's goodbye from me
1: and next time we will be heading back to finish the mini series
0: the seven Mondo windows of america
1: yep and i've not been doing nothing i've been looking at other things that we can look at and discuss and probably come up with loads of things that just dance ask more questions than yeah we answer
0: <laughs> and hopefully we'll be doing more on the facebook page honestly if you have any ideas for podcasts anything like a, i don't know maybe a q a on the facebook page or really anything like that you just pop over there we're we're not gonna bite you
1: give us a give us a wee shout Tell us if there's something you're wanting us to discuss, something you're wanting us to look up. Give us a shout. Tell us, can you look this up? Can you look that up?
0: We We've will. not got ideas forever on this.
1: We'll make a series out of it.
0: If it's long enough for a series. Yep. Okay. Well, bye.
1: Bye.